I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is sponsored by Podcorn. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsors opportunities such as host read ads, interview segments, discussions, and more. In our experience, we have used this app to find our first sponsor, which is Podcorn. We use Podcorn to find Podcorn. How fun is that? It's really cool because I have something similar as a micro-influencer. I have a website that's very similar. It connects micro-influencers to brands. And so when I was researching something, Podcorn is what I found. And it's been so cool. You can scroll different brand deals. If you have a podcast, I was just scrolling the brands and I would message a few. And that's how I've been getting sponsorships for our podcast. Yeah. Podcorn has no middleman and you never give up any rights to your podcast. Podcorn is here to support you at every step and ensure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for brands. Marketplace mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how and when you monetize. We will link them in the show notes. That way you guys can check them out if you're starting your own podcast and you are looking for some sponsors. Give Podcorn a try. to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And this is Allison. And today we are going to be on with a guest that is a good friend of Kara's. I unfortunately haven't met her because I didn't go on the Hawaii trip, but her name is Lane Fable. (laughs) And even before we did this uh, episode with her, 
when Kara and I were, I don't know, FaceTiming last night about this morning's episode, I'm like, Lane and I are the same person. It's like alarming. And then after us talking about it today, I, I feel like I'm interviewing myself. It was amazing. <laughs> you guys are the same hobbies. You're like, we, we aren't confirmed, but we're pretty sure you guys are the same Enneagram, same personality. Like, oh, that's perfect. Honestly, I was like thinking this morning, I'm like, what do I want to update people on? And honestly, the most exciting thing in the last week is I finally bought a pair of docs and <gasps> it was a long time coming. Like I'd always liked the idea of docs, but I hated the yellow tab. If I'm going to be honest, like a yellow just would, I feel like would throw off any outfit and it's just not my color at all. And I didn't like the shiny ones. And then the matte ones came out and I was like a little more into those. And then they have these combat ones with this buckle and they don't, you would never even know they're docs, which makes me like them even more. Like they're so understated and the tab in the back is black. I just, I'm obsessed with them. I love them so much. I've already worn, I got them last week. I've worn them like every day and I keep them in the box under my bed. Cause I'm like, these are going to be saying looking perfect forever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, honestly, that was just, I treated myself. I guess I can do a quick update. I have a really funny story that I saved for the podcast. Okay. I'm ready. I for, I meant to tell it last week because I was talking about traveling last week and I completely forgot. I totally spaced my mind. But when I was in the Atlanta airport, so when I was just in Costa Rica, I came back through Atlanta and you have to go through customs, right? So I have global entry. So I just like went through customs really quick. Love it. If you ever want to get pre-check, get global entry too, because it comes with pre-check. You just skip right through the customs line. Anyway, so I'm walking out, took me two seconds and this man stops me and he was like, is this your suitcase? Cause I'm like dragging it next to me. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I need you to come with me. You're like, we're doing a random search. I'm like, oh, are you serious? So they take me to the back room. They open my suitcase, which like I packed nice, except for like the outfit I had on that morning. I just like threw it on top. It's like, it's just embarrassing. All my stuff's like all over. They're like ripping through everything. And then they're asking me like, are these your coffee beans? Do you buy these coffee beans? All along. And the guy was like kind of being like flirty with me, but like kind of not. It was like, you could, I could not read the situation. Like he was being like very short and blunt, but like almost jokingly. And I'm like, I like can't read you. Like I'm trying to be like, like are we laughing? Yeah. yeah. Are we laughing? <laughs> are we being serious? Like I was just trying to be like playful and I just couldn't tell if he's like shutting me down or encouraging it. It was just like the weirdest thing ever. And then at the end he's like, okay, now I just need your number. And I was like, oh, like, you know, contact tracing. So I started giving my phone number and he was like writing it down. He looked up at the paper, looked at me in the eyes. He's like, your passport number. I was like, oh my God. This is so... <laughs> I was like, I can't. This is just like so awkward. Four oh hours later, God. I get back home. I look at my Instagram. This man slid into my DMs Stop. and he was like, well, I know I meant your passport number, but now I'm actually interested in getting your real number. No. This I man feel like was that's so rude to me. I was like, you're joking. I also feel like that's like against privacy. So, oh, like for sure. I feel like you would totally get fired if I said his name or like told anybody about that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Did you respond? I, like, I feel like you're nice. You totally no, responded. I did not respond. I didn't. I was just like, well, I was like, how did this guy find me? And I'm like, he had my passport. That's yeah. like, duh. He has my name, but how bizarre. 
is that? Yeah, that's crazy. All right. Today's guest is Lane Babel. Lane is a travel YouTuber with over 161,000 subscribers. She makes the most epic vlogs of her travels and seriously has such an eye for storytelling and showing off not only just how cool these places are, but the people behind them, the funny moments that make you laugh and the people that she's traveling with, all their personalities. And they're just awesome. They're so fun to watch. She also does Instagram. She has a bit of following there. She does so social media management freelance. And we'll talk about her parents have an ad agency that she freelances at, which yes, we'll touch on later in the episode. But Lane is just the most energetic, spunky out there person. I don't even know how to describe her. She's just like a ball, a fireball is kind of what I have been telling Allison before she came on. She's a yes woman. Like she's always, she's just like down for anything and everything. Like doesn't say no, wants to do it all. Very hardworking, wants to meet all the people and do all the things. Definitely a jack of all trades. We think you guys will like her because since she does do so much, anyone can relate to like some parts of her. Or, I don't know, career, I guess. Yeah. And she's just such a fun person, such a positive light. I love traveling with her because she just has such a positive outlook on things, even when things go horribly wrong. She's a great person and lucky to call her one of my very good friends. So let's get into it. Welcome back. Episode 10. And for our 10th episode, we have the greatest guest of all time, Lane Fable. How do I live up to that? I love it. (laughs) Thank you guys for having me on. I'm so excited. I can't wait to come on your podcast and be in person with you. I said this last night. I said, you know what? We should have made an episode with Lane, like a happy hour, margaritas, tipsy episode, because that would have been amazing. That would have been on brand. Very on brand because my last, actually the episode of my podcast that's going up today, um, I had to cut like the last 40 minutes out because let's just say, you know, you have a few cocktails, you're fine. Conversation's flowing. You have a few too many and like, (laughs) you can't share that. (laughs) You should not be recording yourself after, you know, four. Anything about Yeah. (laughs) I feel like four is my like peak to where it's just downhill after that. (laughs) Yeah. Like the voice changes. You don't don't need to hear that. Your words are like a big slur the whole four <laughs> sentences <laughs> yeah Kara's Kara's seen everything she's seen me in every state so she knows yeah well with that do you want to give us like a bit of a background who you are what you do even maybe how we know each other yeah absolutely so uh, did I just say absolutely again somebody <laughs> put me down okay I met Kara on a trip to Hawaii with strangers and it's funny because it kind of was the catalyst it was the third trip I went on with strangers but it's the best way to meet people and like-minded people and we met and I felt like we instantly clicked and I was like our travel styles just go really well together we really it was um great like harmony with the whole group but Kara and I kept traveling after so we became really close. She moved to New York and we'd hang out a little then. And then, you know, COVID, but I think we just have so much in common. I haven't met Allison yet. So this is the first time we're officially meeting, but I truly feel like I already know you so well. Yeah. The fact that we can tell that we are similar people just through our connection on the internet. That says a lot. So a little bit about me. I mean, I'm the worst at this because I truly am like all over the place. I have a YouTube channel. I have a podcast. I do social media strategy and content creation for brands freelance. I would say traveling was the biggest part of my life up until COVID hit. I don't mean that as like a personality trait, but it kind of carries through every aspect of my life. And that's how we know each other. So... And just so everyone knows, this was the same Hawaii trip that Kara met Reba and that I didn't go on. So once again, when the opportunity knocks, take the trip to Hawaii. Don't say no, because then I would know Lane now and 
everything happens for a reason. I'm like, let's stick with that. But also <laughs> I'm flying out to see you guys so we can do this podcast in person. Yeah. We'll come to you. There's, there's nothing you need to see here. Yeah. Wait, I think we need to do a New York City podcast trip and Lane will be the first stop we make. Oh, you know, I like that idea too. I'm the worst at introducing myself. Sorry. I just put my whole life online. So I assume that people kind of know me. So I'm, I, I don't have much of an elevator pitch. I'm like, uh, uh, go to lanefable.com. Yeah. Well, I was going to say all over the place is your podcast. It's kind of your brand now, not because you're a hot mess, but also because you literally do everything. You have a podcast, you do Instagram, you do YouTube, 165,000 subscribers, right? Like 161, but I'm oh, waiting okay. on those four. Manifesting <laughs> it, but the time this episode comes out, you're going to hit that. But yeah, like talk about how you literally do everything. How do you do it? What motivates you to get everything done? Like you are seriously a jack of all trades. I think it's just, I kind of fall in love with creating things because I used to always create things with my hands. Like I'd love painting or, you know, I'd have like a denim jacket line that, you know, kind of fell off, but everything was always with my hands. And then I started creating videos and having these memories that are exactly the way that they are. So I fell in love with that. And as my channel kind of evolved and it turned into a podcast, I had a blog actually first. So every single day is different. And I really love it to be that way. Most days I'll wake up, feed my dogs, walk my dogs, go for a run or work out. And then everything is basically on my Instagram. So it really kind of starts with capturing every little bit of the day. And because I do put everything online every day, you always want to look for that little something different. The whole day, I really do think about editing or creating. So there are certain days when I'm filming or working for a brand and going to shoot content like for them, mainly local brands right now. And if I'm not on a shoot, I'm 100% either editing my podcast, editing a vlog that I've waited way too long to get up. Karen knows about that. Figuring out what I want to film. Recently, I've been trying to switch up my content because it used to just be mainly travel vlogs. But now that we can't, it's really changed to a bunch of different things. You know, like what I eat in a day. I've been doing like thrift hauls, which I know Allison knows the most about. But yeah, every day is different. And I think that is kind of what I love the most. There's no strict routine. And I know some people thrive in that. But for me, I get so lost and bogged down in a routine that is the same thing every hour of every day. So I guess that's where the hot mess comes in. But we make it work. Like Allison said, we make it work. <laughs> Yeah, I think we just wanted to know what a day in your life was like, because I wonder how you can do it all for other people. Like you said, you're doing that stuff for brands. And then I'm like, how is she also putting all this content out for herself? Like, how do you balance that? So I used to joke and it's not even really funny. I never slept really. I would be up until like 3 a.m. Huh, you two are very similar. Yeah, am I like interviewing myself right now? <laughs> I know, I feel like I'm looking into a mirror. But you have a better setup, so. It's not me. I didn't do it. I can take no credit. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds terrible and I would never glamorize. Like, I don't want people to think that you need to not sleep um, to get things done. It's just for me, because I put too much on my plate a lot. A lot of the time I need better time management. And like we were talking about, I procrastinate a little. So that, you know, 2 to 3 a.m. dead of the night, no one's awake. No one can even reach out to me. That's when I'm getting my most work done. And sometimes that's when I'm the most creative. Like that's when I came up with a new intro to my vlog. And that's when I came up with, you know, certain little segments that I'm like, oh, I have to do that. But it's that uninterrupted time because I'm super social throughout the day. So I'll talk to everyone in my life throughout the day. And it really does. I'm not good at just shutting everyone out. I know some people like care. I feel like you're good at that. I cannot. 
I mean, working at 2 a.m. is really nice for that reason, too, because I have a compulsive like I'll check my Instagram stories like every hour, which is so dumb. But like if no one's posting at 2 a.m., there's nothing to check. I have no I only focus on finishing a video or editing. So I get that. But Mm -hmm. I've gotten better and I've been telling Lane this, like I'll find somebody on Fiverr, this website where you can hire people to do stuff and I'll pay them $20 to edit a YouTube video for me because I don't want to stay up until 5 a.m. finishing a video. Have you done that at all? Because I know you did it once. Yeah. So you totally inspired me because I'm really figuring out that I need to learn to relinquish control and free up time so I can do more. But I can't. I did that once and I was inspired by you and I honestly like it was great but then I got the final product back and I was like no you cut out all of the little like tangents and clips that make it have such personality that I would have left in but anybody without my scope would have been like oh no that's that doesn't need to be in there that's like not important information but I'm such a hot mess I'm like nah that all needs to stay in I want you to see the full picture of what I'm like what the conversation truly was but I would love to find an editor who really knows my tone and my vision for most things I can't give up that control just yet because I truly believe that everything comes together in editing and I think that that is where like I'll film a full vlog or a full video and I'll be like that was a mess I don't have anything usable that was just I should scrap it and then I go to edit it and I start piecing things together and finding things to overlay and it just ends up being something that it wasn't previously. And I don't know, somehow it comes together. I agree though. Letting someone else make those decisions because even with something so simple as like one Instagram feed photo, I'm like, I would have angled that 2% that way. The smallest thing like that you see that no one else will know, but that's what makes it yours. Exactly. And I think if it wasn't, if my brand really wasn't my personality and my point of view and my perspectives, I easily could hand it off. Like if I was an expert in dog training, sorry, my dogs are next to me and I'm a crazy dog <laughs> lady. Um, let's just say like, that's what I was amazing at. And that is what I could, you know, speak about all day. And that's what my content was on. I could let somebody else chop that up. But The whole thing for me is my, I would like to say craft, if I'm putting myself on that pedestal, is like having the story come together and editing it together in a way that gets what I want you to see across. And I can't let someone else do that for me just yet. Yeah. Your travel vlogs are amazing. And that's so true. Your editing style. Like I can think of something if someone else would have edited that probably would have got cut out. Our Iceland travel vlog, Lane accidentally left her camera running while we were napping. So it's just a pitch black video for like 20 minutes. We were napping. And in the audio, you can hear this like fight breakout outside of our van. (laughs) The funniest thing I've ever heard. And like, if someone would edit it, they totally would have cut that out. But I feel like you have to tell the story. It's the crazy. It was the craziest thing because I have two cameras. I have multiple cameras. That's another reason it takes me forever to get things done because I mean, it's overwhelming. There's just so much that goes into it, but I had the camera and I thought I turned it off, but apparently I didn't, but you know, happy accident. So we're napping and I remember being in and out of sleep and I slept through the fight and I wake up and Karen, Hannah are telling me about this fight that broke out next door and this guy was livid. And I was like, nah, you guys are making that up. So fast forward to like months later, I mean, I'm behind on travel vlogs sometimes. I'm not one of those people that you get home and you have them all up that week. I like to relive the memories after, I guess. So it's like a month later and I'm editing, I'm sifting through the footage as my first cut. And I'm like, no fucking way. I caught the fight that they told me about. (laughs) So I FaceTime them and I make them drop what they're doing. And I'm like, you guys, you're never going to believe this. And they're thinking I'm going to tell them like some great information. I don't know. And I'm like, look at this. And I play them the fight of this guy outside. He's like, 
what I don't even remember what he said. He was something about his van and the door. Basically, it was so windy in Iceland. The door like cracked off or something and he was livid. But yeah, I don't know. Those little things like we would otherwise forget that. I feel like give us five years. My memory would not hold on to that. Yeah, his door like blew off. He's like, God damn it. This piece of shit. Ran piece of shit rental he had an accent which made it even better he was literally like southern usa tourist we're like parked by a creek by ourselves they just rolled next to us whatever and that was like our little catchphrase for the rest of the trip we would just (laughs) keep saying it to each other and i thought they were joking like i was like these idiots made this up like they're just going along with it and then i saw it on video and i was like I cannot believe I caught this. So there is an upside to recording everything, even the mundane little moments, because you catch gold sometimes. Wait, I want to ask you more about your travel vlogs, because you are the travel vlog queen. You got all these subscribers from your travel vlogs blowing up. What's your favorite vlog that you've made? That is a very tough question. I will tell you that there is a playlist on my channel called My Faves. And I try when I edit one and I'm like, oh, oh, I love this one. I love the intro. I love the whatever. I'll throw it in there. Not that I always do that because we know consistency. Mm. I'm like (laughs) 90% consistent and that 10% still comes in every once in a while. But my favorite, I mean, off the top of my head, I just was rewatching some of the Morocco vlogs because... I had talked about care about Morocco and I just was reliving them because I was like, wait, I kind of forget the trip. I mean, it's been a while and I went back and watched them and there was one guy we met and this was pre-COVID. So like you could talk to any stranger on the street. And that was always my favorite part about traveling just the people you meet that you never otherwise would have. Same thing with social media. Like even if you can't afford to travel, like being able to talk to people on the other side of the world via social media is something that no one ever had before us. And I have connections with people from the other side of the world that I've never met. Anyway, tangent, sorry. My favorite vlog, there is this guy and he just was spitting like life lessons at us. He's this old man in Morocco in a like really small street of Shashawan. And he was like talking to us and he was like, he's in the intro and he said something like, something be free, live happy. And like, it was so simplistic, but it just stuck with me in his smile. And shortly after that, an umbrella in the wind somehow broke loose and almost hit me in the head and he saved me. So, you know, just weird things like that, that really stuck out. Wait, wasn't there some crazy Morocco story or was that... I mean, not to be dramatic, I literally thought I was going to die that night. But everyone, when you get sick in another country, thinks you're going to die. And everyone has that story. You know, like I got sick, whatever. I ate shrimp in a mountain like an idiot. I don't know if that was what it was, but my whole body broke out in hives. So I go to sleep, a shared Airbnb. Have you guys ever been in a shared Airbnb? No. No. So we're in a shared Airbnb. And when I tell you, like when you watch this vlog, it was probably the size of whatever bathroom you guys have nearest you right now. It was the tiniest. <laughs> it was a closet. Let's be real. They shoved the little twin mattress in the closet. And me and my best friend, Alyssa, are like cuddled up. We go to sleep early because we wanted to wake up super early and like start with a sunrise hike or something. So we go to sleep. And I remember waking up and just being so hot. But it gets really cold in Morocco, like in the desert at night. So I'm burning and I'm like, what the hell? So I thought I got a bug bite because my bug bites blow up to the size of like a huge orange. So I feel my back and I'm like, oh shit, I got a bug bite. So I start itching and I'm like, wait, what the fuck? My back is so hot. So I move, I move like my hand over a little and I just feel another massive welt. And I'm like, no, 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 this isn't good. So I take my phone. I can't move. Like when I tell you the bed was the size of the the room, I had to (laughs) crawl off the bed. So 
I pick up my phone. I take a picture with a flash. And as soon as my eyes adjust in the dark closet to see what was actually on my back, I just like froze. And I was like, you're going to die in the mountains. My whole entire back. I mean, granted, this isn't video. So you guys can't even put in a picture. Um, <laughs> my whole entire back from like the top of my neck down to my ass had it looked like the world map. So the bathroom was up this um, staircase, this really narrow ass staircase. And I remember running up there and there's no service because we're in Chef Shawan is this little mountain town. It's like the blue city. I was just going to ask that. Okay. The blue one. I'm picturing the right thing. Yes. Okay, the okay. blue one. So imagine like we're in this like little, little house built into the mountain and I go up the staircase and I'm in this bathroom with one light bulb. And I'm just like <laughs> taking pictures and I'm like, you know how you can't really see your back. I'm like trying to see my entire back. And I'm like, I'm going to die here. I have no service. I couldn't Google anything. I didn't know. I don't know. Like I had no idea what was going on. Also, never will travel without Benadryl again because this bitch had nothing, nothing oh. like Uh, anyways so I go downstairs I wake up my best friend and she's like what like you're fine and I show her my back and she's like oh you're not fine (laughs) I sent a picture to my mom and my mom of course was like you need to go to a hospital and when I tell you Chef Shawn is known for like, you don't really go out at night, especially if you're a woman alone. I mean, kind of that's everywhere, but this place, especially because like there are no streetlights, really. It's a maze. It is legitimately like a labyrinth on the side of a mountain painted blue. So luckily, I don't know, somehow I fell back asleep. I I thought I was going to die. So yeah, that could have been anything like that could have been a crazy, not okay bug bite, like a weird scorpion thing. It could have been food. Absolutely. And I'm like, I'm halfway across the world with no service. Can't Google it. No hospitals. Wonderful. So then I wake up the next morning and we're in the, thank God we're in this shared Airbnb. So we're in the little living room and this old couple that just checked in last night comes out and I'm, I'm like, hi, I'm sorry if I woke you up last night. I woke up with hives all over my back and I was running around and they were like, oh no, like, let me see here. They gave me like Benadryl, but they were from like Australia. So it wasn't Benadryl. It was like their medicine. And she literally like saved me. It finally like calmed down. And I don't know, shared Airbnbs, maybe they're not that bad. Wow. Was that your first hives breakout too? Well, that was the first that I've ever been like terrified for my life, but I randomly (laughs) will get hives. And I think it's ever since I caught a virus in the Philippines. No one really knows. I've gone to so many doctors and they're like, well, it could be the malaria medicine you took when you went to India, or it could have been like when you got sick here, or it could just be that you have like an allergy to this. And I'm like, great. Nobody So no one's narrowed it down. (laughs) No. Perfect. So now whenever I get sick or like a virus at home, I break out with hives under my eyebrows (laughs) and my whole face puffs and I look ridiculous, but it's kind of just residual and whatever. (laughs) Just living with it now. It is crazy that it does come back in the same thing because the first time I ever got hives too, we were um, on this whale watching tour. I was sitting on it and I got up and Clay and I were walking around after and I was like, babe, my ass like hurts so bad. And he's like, from what? Like sitting? And I'm like, no, something's going on. So we like go into this brewery around a corner and he like pulls my pants out and he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> That's the, isn't that the worst? So whenever your friend or your boyfriend, whoever you're with, they're like, oh, and oh. you're like, what the f- don't say that. Yeah. Like, oh, what? And yeah, you can't see it because it's behind you. And so didn't know what to do when we were like at the brewery. And he's like, well, we could just drink. And I'm like, okay, sure. Like, and then I took a Benadryl and I took two and I like passed out for like 24 hours. So yeah, I don't know. Our bodies are amazing. They deal with some crazy shit. But I will say, don't you feel like we're better off for traveling and like having these weird thing? Like your immune system just, you know, we're building it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Something like that. Because then when you get like a tiny little hives break out in your normal day, you're like, oh, this is nothing. I- I've dealt with yeah. way, some- way worse. You should have seen Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Wait, tell me about the the story. Is that what you were going to say too? Yeah, let's hear that. So, and this was my first ever like solo trip to, I think this was the first time I ever was in Asia too. So I go to visit my old au pair in the Philippines and I go and I go for two weeks, really want to immerse myself in the culture, see everything, visit her family because she lived with our family. So I was so excited to meet her family. And we went to Quran and Puerto Princesa, Palawan, Boracay, everywhere. Like I really got the full little taste of the island hopping. And then the last night, it is her little nephew's birthday. And I go to their family house and they have this noodle dish. This is the first thing you're ever hearing of me. I am a diehard foodie and I love food. And there's nothing I love more than eating somebody's home cooked meal in their home, their country, everything. So I go and relate to the party, which kind of factors in. And there's no air conditioning in their house, which is fine. I didn't think anything of it. The food's out on the table. Um, There's shrimp in the pasta. Me and shrimp, man. There's shrimp in the (laughs) pasta. And... I end up, or the noodles, I end up eating it and felt fine, felt a little off, tried their like tamarind candy, tried a bunch of different things, didn't drink for once in my life. So can't even say it was alcohol, but I end up getting back to hotel and I'm like, well, I don't really feel that great. But I was like, I probably just dehydrated. Like you're always dehydrated, whatever, chug some water. So I go to sleep and I wake up at like 2 a.m. and I'm just like doubled over, like stabbing pains in my stomach. And I'm like, I didn't drink any of the water, you know, like I ate everything on every island. I had the fish that they caught off the side of the boat and grilled on the boat. Like I should be fine. Nope. I start. (laughs) This is going to remind me of Reba's episode. (laughs) Yeah. She mentioned that, you know, it comes out of both ends when you get that sick in Asia. So (laughs) I'm sitting there on the toilet just being like, this is how I die. I'm alone. I'm going to just die right here. So I don't leave the hotel room for, I want to say a solid 20 hours, like bed, bathroom, bed, bathroom, shower, bed, bathroom, bed, then maybe like the floor because the bed just was not comfortable anymore. So then my, my friend Aileen, she comes and she's like, we got to get you like to the pharmacy. Let's get you, you know, something and some saltine crackers and whatever. She brings me to our favorite sushi place that we went to like all throughout the trip and she's eating and I'm sitting there eating saltines with chopsticks. Like, okay, (laughs) this sucks. Like. I'm such a foodie on my last day here. I can't even have the food. I'm just chugging water. They have this thing called Pakari Sweat, which is like their Gatorade or something. And it's extra salty. So my flight is coming up (laughs) in like six hours. So she's like, go to sleep. You'll feel better when you wake up. And I was like, God, I really hope so. And she's very religious. So she's praying for me. And I'm like, we're good. You'll be fine on the way home. So from Philippines, I flew to Taiwan, two and a half hour flight. And then it's a 14 hour flight home. A long time when it's coming out both ends. (laughs) I take the two hour flight still feeling like death, but I'm like, oh, you're fine. You know what? You're good. Maybe I should try to eat something. So I eat like a banana or something like that was a mistake. So I get on the 14 hour flight and I like a dumbass. I mean, this was my first true like solo trip. I didn't check in or even when I checked in at the airport asked to be in an aisle seat because I was feeling so sick. I was like, you need an aisle seat. Nope. I'm in a window seat. And to make matters even worse, there is this elderly grandmother and her daughter flying to United States for cancer treatment. And she is sitting there in the middle and I am asking her to move. She doesn't like I know that she doesn't speak English. The daughter spoke English. I'm asking her to move every 10 minutes to go Hershey Square in the fucking airplane bathroom. (laughs) And I'm at one point after the 10th time of me being like, I'm so sorry. Excuse me. Climbing over her. 
I just picked up my bag with my laptop in it. I go in the bathroom and I sit and I fall asleep in the bathroom. <laughs> I just say, fuck it. The, the flight attendant's banging on the door being like, are you okay? You have to get out. I go, still using the bathroom. <laughs> and I just fall asleep again. I'd wake up. And if you watch the vlog, I've never seen myself look so drained, like in every sense of the word. I was straight up sitting there just looking in the mirror like this isn't real life. Like this is a joke. You're going to wake up. I love that you're vlogging it too. <laughs> oh, okay. Of course. If you're not vlogging, what's the point? Did it even happen? I, I do have to say, that's the one thing about vlogging. Like situations like this that would otherwise be terrible just suck. I see the silver lining. So I'm like, guys, this is a great content. This is a funny story. <laughs> like it, People will laugh at this and my pain wasn't for nothing. <laughs> I often joke with Kara, like I'm, I'm not the funny friend. Like I'm not the person that's like really funny. You laugh at me, not with me. I don't mind. Again, we are the same. Like in all of this, I'm just like, this all sounds exactly like things that I would say and do. I wish I was funnier too. I'm just not. I don't know. I'm just not. I have one friend, one friend. I've been holding on to this really hard. I think I've mentioned it in the past like four videos I've uploaded. My one friend, I'm like, I'm not funny, Danielle. And she's like, I think you're so funny. Like I rewatch your lives after the fact. I think they're funny. I'm like, you're, you're lying, only- but I love you. <laughs> yeah. Keep saying this every time. Thank you. <laughs> Oh my god! I gosh. think you guys are funny, for the record. Uh, you know, you don't have to say not that, every, Kara. Not everyone's cup of tea. <laughs> we excel in other areas. Absolutely. Listen, I can make a fool out of myself and you'll laugh at it. If that makes me funny, I'll take it. I want to know about your um, parents' uh, ad agency, because you said you do stuff for them. It has shaped me a lot in who I am, the way I think, and my drive to go after what I want. So my mom, when she was, I'm going to butcher this. I want to say she was like 28. No, younger. I should know this. It literally like I have the date. Me and math don't get along. She started an ad agency when she was in her 20s and then recruited my dad, who was a software engineer at the time. I think he was working at IBM to leave his great job and come on board with her. So they kind of set up this agency that was unlike anything else at the time, because back then there, I mean, the internet wasn't even a thing really. And it was like far and few between. So he was doing software engineering. My mom is in advertising by trade. So they kind of teamed up and created an agency where you can go for your advertising needs and your creative needs, but you can also have the software engineer, you know, website back and mm. all of those things that I mean, now anyone, you can go to Fiverr, you can go anywhere and get all of those needs met in one spot. But back then it was really kind of a unique situation. Yeah, because otherwise you would have had to hire like three separate companies. Yeah. So it was new then. I just remember going into work with them. And even through college, like I would intern there in between other internships, just because like it truly was such a tool to be able to, you know, have a place where you can ask those questions in an office setting and like a corporate setting like that and not feel like you're asking too much. You know, I really gave me the confidence because I could, I knew everyone like family there, like everyone there is family. It's kind of a boutique agency. It's not massive. So like you really know everybody and I'd be there as like a teenager being like, Hey, like show me how to do this. Like show me what you're working working on today. And I would learn that back end of it. And I think it really gave me this idea of like, oh, like anything is possible because my mom did this and my mom and dad did this together. But I would like to clarify, she started the agency. Everyone always is like, oh, your dad's company. I was like, no, it's my mom's. But hey, <laughs> credit where credit's due, it would be nothing without them as a team. So, you know, but that being said, I do think it gave me this confidence and this knowledge of what could be if you went after your own dream instead of, you know, helping someone else just build up theirs. And 
I know I talk to Kara about this a lot and I know Allison, you have your own store. Like there's something once you figure out that you're not willing to fight for someone else's dream and you're going to do whatever it takes for your own dream to work that nothing else will do. Like I remember vividly being in college, everyone like, so what are you going to do when you graduate? What are you going to? And I was just like the thought of sitting at a desk and doing other people's work and then going home and working on my blog or I was like, I can't imagine putting all my effort into something else's else. dream. Yeah. It just didn't seem right. And I don't know if I can thank, probably, I know I can thank my parents for that too, because I've seen it through them. But yeah, something clicked and I was like, I mean, actually I do have to, I give them all the credit. It's for sure because they've always showed me that and they've lived it. So Quinn Fable Advertising, if you guys ever need professional help that I can't help you with, but come to me first. <laughs> <laughs> so do you feel like they've been really supportive of your career now moving forward? And cause you know, like a lot of parents, I'm sure when people are like, yeah, I want to do TikTok for a living. Like a lot of that generation is not so welcoming of that, but yours has been very supportive. When I first started, I think it's funny because my, my mom obviously started her own company and really paved her own way. But for me, it was more of like, okay, so you're like, you can't be a YouTuber. Like they don't make money. And I was like, no, you actually can. Like you really can. And you get brand deals. And I started showing her all these different things and like the multiple streams of income. If you're doing it that way, you know, brand deals and then AdSense. And she's like, oh my God. She's like, okay. So it took a little bit of convincing in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. But once they saw it, like started to see it. And this was, I mean, I guess I started like maybe six years ago, my channel. God damn, five. I don't know. That's a while. Then influencer marketing really became big and they started doing it at the agency as well. And she just completely understood it. But there was a little bit of pushback in the beginning because like anything else, like it's pretty uncertain. And it's not even like I was starting, you know, my own ad agency or something. It was really like, hey, I'm going to film my travels and our life at home and people are going to watch it. And she's like, what? <laughs> Excuse me, what? No, but I but. think that that probably helps their agency a lot, having that yin and yang of like their generation and yours, because my mom's a college professor. And so all of her students are, you know, probably 19 to 21. And she always says, like, I learned so much from your guys' generation every single day. Like a lot of her peers are not so receptive to the ideas and the input from our generation. And she was like, those people need to wake up because you guys are freaking smart. It's true. I mean, it's evolve or die. Like if you don't yeah. evolve, things are always changing, especially especially now with the rate of social media and the trends, it just is like that. And it's funny because I don't know if my mom's going to hate that I'm saying this, but we were in a meeting. So I also work with them. I don't put that out there as much because, you know, I want to be like, oh, I do my own thing. Technically, I freelance with them, too. So we were in a new business meeting and it was just kind of to like be like, what can Quinn and Fable Advertising offer? And, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to rebrand you, all this stuff. The CEO is sitting across from me and he's like, my mom's, you know, talking. Obviously, she's the CEO. She has all the great ideas. She's talking. She's very uh, not a hot mess. I am a hot mess. I don't know how <laughs> I came from someone so put together. But <laughs> So I am sitting there and he goes, well, what do you think? He's like, I care what you think. And I was like, oh, me? And this was, I think I was like 21. I was like, I literally remember looking. I was like, oh, and he's like, yeah, I want to know like what you think, you know, your generation, everything. And my, that was the first time my mom was like, oh shit, maybe I'm getting old. Like, damn, people really want to know what my daughter thinks over me. And I'm like, I don't think you want to know what I think. I think we should just start a YouTube vlog. Like, uh. <laughs> um, but no, it's true. And I think it's just, it's really, it's so true that you can learn so much. And even now, I mean, damn, I'm 26. I'm feeling old in this TikTok generation. Like, same, same. Yes. Damn. And you have these like 17 year olds out here just 
They know so much. And even Karen and I were talking about it yesterday. As someone that's like Q18, whatever, maybe has 2000 Instagram followers, gets like 1600 likes. We can have like 15,000 followers and get a thousand likes. They, I don't know if they're just very invested in their people or if they're all just constantly on our phones. And then like our generation of people are like at their jobs. So they're not like looking at our Instagram. That's a really good, I never thought of it like that. Cause I, sometimes I wonder, I'm like, guys, even like my close friends, I'm like, why weren't you commenting on my picture? But yeah, it's a really great point. Probably is it. <laughs> they're working. That's they have kids. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I was telling, cause me and Alice were talking about it. Like I had these kids, I used to swim coach. Literally, like you would think they're influencers, how many likes they get, but they have like, no, I was going to say, it won't be like a mind blowing photo. It's like them standing there with their mom, like at dinner. <laughs> and then we're putting <laughs> yeah. in all this work and like a full fit, like doing a shoot. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, oh, this one's going to like do so well. <laughs> yeah. And then I don't know, it's just nothing. But you're right. The picture of them at dinner with their mom blows up. I know. So we have a lot to learn from Gen Z. So it's hard because I find myself thinking through a lens of like a current lens of like, how would this be canceled or cancelable or how is this going to get me in trouble? And I think it's kind of debilitating. Do you guys listen to Sebastian Maniscalco? He's a comedian. Mm -mm. It was St. Patrick's Day. And he goes, guys, I'm going to say something ridiculous. This might be the end of it all for me. He goes, happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Did we cancel St. Patrick? Did St. Patrick do they something also, wrong? Yeah. He's like, green, green. We're, green's terrible, right? And then he's like, green means leprechauns. Money. It means you're greedy. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, leprechauns. There's, we got to cancel leprechauns or something. And I was just like, anything like you can find you could be mad about anything but i think it comes back to kind of like what do you want to put your energy towards you know would you rather mm-hmm. lift someone up or you know bring to light something that's important that you think will be beneficial or do you want to just tear someone down and be angry because i mean i don't know about anybody else but anytime i've ever been angry it's been a waste of time yeah, 100%. yeah. that's bad for your insides yeah on every level yeah and the one thing that even this kind of relates to that i mean allison we're talking about it's crazy how many one stars people will give to anything. Like you go to a restaurant and you have a great experience. You're not going to hop on your phone and write about how great it was. You only write when it's something you don't like. So like, for example, our podcast, we have some one star reviews. It's so much harder to get someone who likes and enjoys our podcast to go out of their way to write a five star review. But the minute someone stumbles upon our podcast and doesn't like it, they'll leave a one star review. And I don't really know why that is, but I have noticed this and I go out of my way to always give five-star reviews wherever I go because same, you know, as you know, all of us like small business people are just like, you know how much that means. Like that really does matter. So my whole last trip, I wrote five star reviews for literally everything. And I was going to say, did all the, all the 10 yards, <laughs> yep. five yards. I have that little like Google badge that like I'm a local boy. <laughs> same, same, same. I do that so much because I'm like, exactly. Like nobody that is, you know, you had a mediocre, like a positive, but you know, not like over the top. Even when you had an over the top, amazing experience, you're like, oh, well, that's the way it should be or whatever. So people don't like show appreciation, but you guys have a lot of podcast reviews. God bless. You have more than me. Maybe it's the AirPod Pro giveaway. We're giving away AirPod Pros. Buy buy the reviews. Genius. Genius. It's really funny because you mentioned that I was going to bring up that exact thing because, you know, it takes a serious emotion for people to like react to things. And the whole point of social media is to get that reaction and, you know, those comments and the hateful comments. No one's going to be like, oh my God, I love this so much. And then it goes by, I mean, sometimes, but 
there needs to be that blend of if it bleeds, it leads. Like it goes back to old media. I hate the news. I've always hated it. When I was younger, I used to say that my mom watched horror movies every night because she was watching the news every night. <laughs> oh I should have told you the whole story. It was one of those things where you show up for Mother's Day. I'll just New York talk you through it. You show up for Mother's Day and you do the three things. It's like my mom's blonde. My mom likes purple and she watches horror movies every night. And my mom's like, I'm not up there. Like, where, which one am I? And I'm like, you're that one. And she's like, I don't watch horror movies. I'm like, yeah, you do every night. And she's like, Lane, I watch the news. And me looking at it now that I'm older, I'm like, you little genius. The news is just a big horror story. Like when do yeah. we ever talk about good things? Yeah, it's one of those things. And luckily we recognize that if you can look at things through that lens, it's a little bit easier to digest and not have it carry throughout your day of like having that hatred having that visceral, like, I'm going to give you a one-star review and curse you off. Like, what good does that do? Usually it doesn't merit a one-star review. Like, okay, the podcast wasn't for you. Like, was it so, so offensive and so horrible that you have to like, you know, tell everyone to steer clear? Or like, if you one-star a restaurant, you're like, food came out 20 minutes late. The server was rude. It's like, okay, well, you still got your food. Things were fine. You didn't get food poisoning. You didn't die. Like that's not a one star. That's probably like a three star. Like it just, you're not giving that review to, you know, it's not constructive criticism. You're not like helping the business. Cause if you wanted to do that, you would ask for the manager while you're there and speak face to face with someone. You just want to smear them online. So they have a worse rating because in our black mirror ass world, that actually has some clout and has some, like it resonates with people when you go and you see someone has you know, a two star rating. You're like, I'm going to stay away from that. Like I've done it before. Yeah. I've seen a like a three star restaurant. I'm like, I'm going to go for four and above. Bye. Like, and they might only have like three reviews. And so it was just one, one angry person. And now they have to come back from that. There's someone that has my notifications on for my YouTube channel and they dislike the video <laughs> the second I upload. And I'm like, listen, you're no. a fan. You're, you're a confused fan, but there might be two now or they just have two Gmail accounts. Um, Wait, that's a good, I like calling that. You're a confused fan because you're still extremely invested in me. You're still, you have my notifications on. You're stopping in your day when I post. A hundred percent. Like your actions scream you're a fan. I don't care what your words are saying or you're telling yourself you're a fan. And thank you for the engagement. <laughs> thank you for the I view. <laughs> that's the thing with TikTok too. Like I'll kind of purposely leave in like things that I messed up in the video because like those hate comments, like why do your feet look so weird in that picture it's like hey I'll you got a comment, comment. <laughs> like, that's just playing the game that's yeah you gotta smart. play the game okay I want to talk about how you because I asked you kind of what your life motto is like words you live by and one of them was focus on the good we're literally yeah. talking about that right now yeah I sprinkled that in there you, yeah you, guys, you sprinkled it you in you guys are so organized that I even read the outline and <laughs> I'm not an outline person um yeah so focus on the good and my number one people always kind of laugh what my mom has been saying to me since I was literally probably four years old in preschool. Just it's simple. Mean people suck. That's it. Like, just remember that because the second you want to leave that comment or a bad review or, you know, say some unnecessary comment about someone, what they look like as they walk by you, you doing that, what good is that? Like, what is it benefiting you in any way? And I'm not saying just to do things that benefit you, but what I found is like people that do leave nasty comments and I'm not going to say I'm perfect. Like I remember one time I was typing out a comment about someone who got like a boob job, but she's really serious about, she's like a really famous YouTuber. And like, I love watching her videos, but she was going on and on about how she only eats organic and she only eats like this, this, and this. And then in my head, I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. And I go to type something out and I'm like, you dumbass, like you can't even finish this comment. Would you ever want someone doing this to you? Like, 
and I'm not going to say I'm perfect. Like, Oh, like I've never been mean and I'm never not positive. Obviously that's not true. Like I'm human. It's just having that lens and being able to reel yourself in when you start having that kind of off color, like comment, I shouldn't be this way because I wouldn't want it done back to me. And that's why yeah. there is unfollow buttons that there's literally millions yeah. of creators. Like if you actually want to make a point and you don't like that person, stop engaging, unfollow, block them, delete them. Don't watch the YouTube video, whatever. Confused fan. It's all comes down to. Okay. Should we do all over the place style rapid fire questions? I think we need to take this from your podcast. If you guys do, I don't know this is going to be rapid fire, but I wanted to ask you, how would you describe your style? Oof. Just hit me with the hard ones. Um, eclectic. I think I love mixing and matching everything and anything, but then it truly is all over the place too. Cause there are some days I am like the most polished put together. And then the next day I'll be wearing like a thrifted grandpa sweater with another print under it. And like, I don't know, it's just whatever I'm feeling. I think it's a true expression and uh, I can't really put a full label on it. We'll go with a uh, eclectic. The more I try to get away from that, like my godfather, who is a huge influence in my life in every aspect and especially like social media and everything. He's like, yeah, being a hot mess is cute until you're about 30. Then it's not so cute anymore. And I'm like, Billy, it's not going to change. Like I know this about myself. It's not changing. And I try and I got my room in order this year and everything, like everything's great. I'm still a fucking hot mess. Yeah. Same. And then you don't feel like yourself. Like when I wear something too polished, like when we have to go to like Clay's grandparents, like country club, I'm like, this is too put together for me. Like I don't feel comfortable in my own skin. I love going to visit them at the country club. It's great. I just would, I feel so much more myself in this like thrifted beanie and like a stained up Harley shirt. These are different style. I I will say rapid fires like this or that. I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions. So love it. Okay. Where do you like to shop? Goddamn the new wave. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Shop the new wave. (laughs) Shameless plug. Um, I, so I used to always say like my favorite brands were all saints, free people. Uh, but recently I've been thrifting basically everything or my friend has a boutique locally. Like two of my friends have boutiques and I kind of like doing that, but there's something about thrifting that as I got older, I don't know, maybe it's cause I hold on to things and I like the, the story behind something that when I find something thrifted, I'm just like, Oh, I thrifted this in Utah on our trip. And it means something more to me. So when I wear it, it's an added layer of this confidence that isn't just like, Oh, I know that everyone else could be wearing this. I mean, I don't know if anyone else is like that. 100%. Like for me, I like having things that other people wouldn't have. And that doesn't mean like the most expensive, if anything, everyone has all of the like Gucci shit, but things that are, you see, and you're like, eh, that's a very lame thing. Like that's something you would wear. And I'm like, yeah, no one else would. (laughs) I love that. You have a lot of statement pieces, like very cool, loud dresses, shirts. Like that's like the only way I could think of how to describe your style. Eclectic baby all over the place. Favorite city in the United States or favorite Mm -hmm. state? Oh, it's so hard because I really want to go to all 50, but I'm going to just say Hawaii because God bless, I would move there if I could. Good answer. If my family wasn't going to be so far away because I'm a little too family oriented. So, you know, you just got to call me. (laughs) I'll be there. Let's just go to Hawaii for a month, guys. Let's just move go podcast for a little. Hey, that's what my stepbrother moved there two Sundays ago and he's just (gasps) chilling. What? Can we go visit him? Yeah, sure. He would love that. Um, Can I sleep on his floor? No, he's like been staying at an Airbnb, but our family friend, Dave, he lives down there. So he's like helping Bryce get a car and all this stuff. So we could stay at Dave's. 
What's up, Dave? <laughs> when he came into <laughs> Omaha, like a few months ago, we like went out to dinner with him and he's just crazy. I'm like, so what do you do for a living? And he like won't answer any questions like that. He's just like a millionaire. And he's like, oh, you know, just, just doing me. <laughs> just riding the way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tell us what plans you have for the year. Um, nothing that I can talk about yet. I mean, I, I was toying around this one idea, but it's in the, in the works. I sound like that douchebag, but I can't <laughs> talk about things it coming. I'm working on a project guys. Uh, <laughs> it's really exciting. No, I, I don't have any plans, honestly. And I think going back to all over the place, I've always kind of tried not to have like set plans because they always get thrown to the wayside and then you have to figure out what your actual plans are. Um, no plans. I really want to try to pull some like bigger guests. Hopefully I can land you guys on my podcast soon. And then <laughs> I really want to grow, you know, I want to keep growing the channel. Uh, I hope we can get back to traveling. You know, I'm just going to put it out there. I want to go on like a big trip soon. I just don't know what it is. Guys, we should really all go somewhere together. I need, I was I just going to say that. It's so bad. Listen, I'll book the ticket right after we hop off this call. <laughs> Literally say Where to? Where are we thinking? Guys, Greece is opening. Croatia's been open. But you've been to Greece though. Like. I, I would love to go somewhere I haven't been. Um, what about Africa? I'm, like I want to go to Tanzania, Rwanda, South Africa. Ooh, I would have really been wanting to go to South Senegal. Africa. Senegal is like the next ball, apparently. Like it's beach town, surf town. Like really? I want to see it. Yeah. I think we should all go somewhere where we haven't been because there is such a, it's such a different experience when you've gone to a place and then you're taking someone there with you. You kind of like feel like you have to kind of be the tour guide, which don't get me wrong. I do love going back to other places, but I'd like to go somewhere new. Absolutely. So I actually, I think most travelers would laugh at me, but I had this goal to hit like 25 countries by the time I hit 25. Why are we the same person? I had this. <laughs> Mine's and 30 by 30. Yeah. I love it. I hit it, but then COVID happened. So I'm 26 now and I haven't been to 26 countries. So let's get on that guys. When, when do you turn 27? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. I thought I was turning 26. <laughs> Fuck, I'm old. Turn 27, August 22nd. Okay, cool. I turned 27 in October. So we, we have like five, six months here. We've got time. We okay. can plan it. <laughs> I'm glad it. that you're 26 too, because everyone around me is like 23 and I'm like, God damn. You know, mentally, I really still am. Um, like it totally is a number besides the wrinkles under my eyes. Yikes. Oh my <laughs> Wait, really quick. Tell us about your grandma and Poseidon Bakery. Poseidon Bakery is a Greek bakery in Hell's Kitchen on 9th Avenue between 44th and 45th. Been in my family for 98 years and we're coming up on 100 years, but it is a Greek bakery, but I'm not actually Greek by blood. So my dad's grandmother divorced. And back then that was like unheard of. She got divorced and remarried into a Greek family. So they have grown up in the bakery. They live above the bakery. They've been baking everything. We still make filo dough from hand. So the Greek culture is like in our blood, but I am not Greek, but we have a bakery that's almost a hundred years old in Manhattan in Hell's Kitchen. And uh, my Nonna, Lily Fable, if you've seen her in any of the vlogs, she is the embodiment of sunshine. I just think she is the sweetest person on this earth. She is where I kind of got my whole like life through rose colored glasses from because she always has that, you know, upside perspective and like the good in things and like be cognizant of what is negative or maybe what the downfall in a situation is, but always focus on that silver lining. So I definitely got that from her. And I think whenever she's around, like her positivity is infectious. And I truly hope I can be like that. Like, I just want to be that to other people. That was so beautifully said. I have goosebumps. Oh, dang. I didn't fumble one thing. God bless. 
the through rose colored glasses thing is just so cute. Yeah. That's my Instagram bio because I really, ah, people are always like, you're such an optimist, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't have a choice. Cause if I start thinking about the negative things, like I'll get in my head. Mm -hmm. So through rose colored glasses, baby, it's also a great song. Oh, I love that. What does it mean to be a good friend? What it means to me to be a good friend, truly being there for someone and listening. Something I honestly have to work on too, because you guys know me, I could talk a mile a minute and I can talk for forever, but having a friend that's truly there for you and honestly loyalty, sorry, scratch my first answer. It's nice if you listen to me, but loyalty Mm -hmm. is my number one be all in any relationship, especially friendship. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Lane. Thank you so much. You're the best. This was a blast. (laughs) Thank you guys. I feel like I'm just going to keep thanking you guys. And so I don't have to leave. Like, thank you guys. No, we'll do, we'll do another episode and we'll, I don't know. Is it allowed Richard? If we bring in margaritas next time and we do like more of a happy hour. Yes. (laughs) You get one too. You get one too. It'll be more fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much. This was awesome. You guys are the best. Bye. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. It means the world to us that you are listening, liking, subscribing, and following us on Instagram. We are really trying to build up our rating in Apple Podcasts. So if you could leave a review, we are a review and a rating. We are doing a giveaway at the end of the year for AirPod Pros. So Kara is going to tell you how you can enter that giveaway. Yes. So to be entered into this giveaway, you need to leave a five-star rating and review on the Apple podcast app. Go ahead and click five-star, write a little snippet about what you're enjoying with the podcast, and then screenshot that and send it to our Instagram at we're already friends. That way you'll be entered. We'll see it. And yeah, we're doing the drawing at the end of the year. So again, thank you for your support. It really means the world to us and it lets us keep doing what we're doing. Yes. Thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.